the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. My name is Julian Gibb, and today we're blessed to have uh, well, somewhat of a long-lost friend, uh, <laughs> a gentleman named Aaron, uh, Aaron Parrott from Mentor Kids. And in fact, we met about a decade ago, and uh, our paths have crossed again, and I'm delighted that they have. So, Aaron, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Julian. And it's great to reconnect. It is. And particularly as we're now going to discover what it is you do. But before we do, uh, this program entitled The Kingdom and Its Stories focuses on how people or organizations can be the hands and feet of Jesus. So, so how can I, how can you listening be Jesus's hands and feet, loving your neighbor as yourself here on earth but Aaron so uh, it's been uh, it's been 10 long years and uh, you're looking in better shape than I am so well done for that but uh, you've since that time have continued to be involved with an organization named Mentor Kids which is based here uh, or one base is here in uh, Phoenix Arizona so what is Mentor Kids? Yeah great question uh, Mentor Kids we are uh, true we are based here in the Phoenix area the greater Phoenix area um, we started out as a one-to-one mentoring organization. So think uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, the Christian version of that. We are founded in 97, so uh, 25 years ago. This is our 25th anniversary. And right around the time when we met, Julian, we, we were kind of going through a, a transformation as an organization. And we were shifting from that one-to-one mentoring model to what we now call a promised neighborhood model. Um, where where we seek to go deep in specific neighborhoods with real boundaries. And, and the goal really there is to develop young leaders in the promised neighborhoods who can then turn around and develop the next generation of young leaders in that promised neighborhood. And we, we believe that doing that generational mentoring uh, over a long period of time in the same space will create some pretty big uh, impact uh, over time. Hmm. So, uh, so why did you move from the uh, individual to the community? Yeah, well, there's several factors. Um, you know, as as any organization is going through its life cycle, there's there are times when you just kind of look at things and you say, well, maybe there's a different way to do to do carry out this mission, right? 
And so we were kind of emerging from the Great Recession. So finances mm. were, were very, very, we went from about 800,000 budget annual to about 200 mm. <laughs> over the course mm. of a couple of years. Um, so some of it was just a matter of, of survival and, and just kind of, you know, when you're in that space, you're, you're kind of scrambling and, and it's, a, it's a time of great, potentially great innovation, right? Mm. Mm. So that was part of it. Um, part of it was was just being realistic with with um, the fact that one to one mentoring is awesome. I mean, deep deep impact happens, but we weren't really satisfied with the numbers of lives being impacted, hmm. and we just felt that God was calling us to to a broader um, broader impact. And so we started looking at opportunities. Okay, how can we, with the resources that we have, which are limited, right? How can we broaden that impact? And so we just felt that going deep within a specific neighborhood, we really begin to see that that broader impact in that community and and deeper impact over time. I guess as well, you know, with um, if the uh, not that the neighborhoods you're in uh, weren't great, but as well, you know, that person is, is, is the person you're mentoring, the mentee is within an environment as well. And so if that environment has challenges, it can have knock-on effects. Uh, we're all at influence to our environment. You know, you're, you're in one well-resourced place, you know, the outcome may be different compared to one where there are no resources and no provision. So, uh, so that's wonderful. So you sort of focused in, zeroed in, as it were, on, on an area and, uh, you're looking to to have a transforming effect on that on that whole area. Yeah, absolutely. And and you nailed it. I mean, that was one of the things too, is we looked at okay, a mentor can impact, you know, can spend time with a mentee, what, a couple hours, um, you know, on, on the really high side, <laughs> it's a maybe a couple hours a, a week, but more realistically, it's uh three, four hours a month, you know. And so and and you're right children, all of us, right? We're surrounded by all kinds of other things, uh, influences so heavily, school, family, our environment. And so um, if we truly want to make a, a deep and long impact, it, it does need to be a lot more than, a, you know, three, four hours a month. Yeah. Right. And, and so what we do programmatically now is we see the kids every day. So we, wow. we see them for two hours every day. So we run we run uh, Christ-based, Christian-based after-school programs during the, the school year in oh. our promised neighborhoods. And then over the summer, we, we run Christian summer camps. And so you can imagine going from a few hours a month now, <laughs> it's just a lot of time invested into those kids. And, and really, literally, they, they grow up uh, right in front of us in the program. And then they turn around, you know, once they get into high school, now, those kids who grew up in the program, they're the mentors, they're the tutors, they're the coaches, Ooh. they're the role models for the younger kids right in their neighborhood. Ooh. Well, now I'm listening. So you're saying that, you know, you have, uh, so you, you mentor and then you equip them and train them to become sort of mentors to, yeah. to the next generation. Yeah. I mean, that tagline that I mentioned earlier, we want to build leaders who then build leaders in the promised neighborhood oh. is, is a good way to, to, so once, you know, when the kids are in, in the younger grades, elementary and junior high, uh, we're working with them in the after school programs and summer programs. When they get into high school, 
they, they have the opportunity to join what we call the iLead program. And this is where it really, things really kind of take off to the next level. So we provide them with a part-time job. So we pay them. Hmm. So they're coming in, uh, working for us as staff in the after-school programs, in the summer programs. And there's, there's three elements to this iLead thing. So the part-time job, uh, continued mentorship and leadership development through what we call the iLead sessions. So they have, they sit down with staff and with uh, volunteers who come in and work with them. Uh, and then the third aspect of it is community engagement. And so now when we do, when we do community projects, whether it's cleanups, beautification projects, outreaches, big, huge, you know, parties in the park and that kind of stuff, our iLeaders are the ones doing the bulk of that work in their own neighborhood. Wow. So the, the, those who have been blessed then go on to bless others. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I guess there's really uh, the, um, the excitement and the, the, the motivation to go out and to help others when you yourself have been helped, you know, when you've seen the difference in your own, in your own life. And, but give, give us some examples of, uh, you know, no names, of course, you know, but, uh, you know, what, 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 how, has, how have you seen lives being um, transformed? Uh, give, give us some scenarios of how people have uh, walked with others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one, just kind of a general story, and then I can get specific. I, you know, we have, I, we have three promised neighborhoods in the Valley. We're, we're launching a fourth promised neighborhood now out in Maryvale. Uh, and so we we want to do more of these, but so we have I leaders in all three of these these uh, promised neighborhoods right now at different stages of development. But but um, and these I leaders don't have contact with each other, right? Um, but when I talk to them and I ask why do you what keeps you in the in the I lead program? Why do you want to be here? And my expectation always is for them to say, well, I get because you're paying me. You know, so that's why I come back. You know, I want that paycheck, which is fine if they say that. Um, but they never lead with that. All mm. of them always say, "I, you know, when when I was younger, I didn't have uh, the op- this opportunity. You know, I didn't have someone like me to invest into my life. Mm. Uh, I had mentor kids, and I had the mentor kids staff, but I didn't have an I leader." you know, a teen coming in and, and working with me. And so I want to be that person for the younger kids in my neighborhood. I want to be a role model for them. And I want to show them. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of weird, actually. It's like, are you talking to each other? Because <laughs> they always use the same phrase. They say, I want to show the younger kids uh, the right way to live. I want to bring them up the right way. Mm. And that's just, I mean, it's, and it just happened the other day, you know, I was talking. <laughs> and so there's this deep desire in the, in these young people to be the role model, to be a great role model for the next generation, uh, which is just so encouraging. Oh man. So awesome. To see. Which is what we need, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. And so we're seeing young people, uh, you know, it's not as, as, as you know, uh, anyone in ministry and, and it just in life knows it's never a straight uh, line. <laughs> it's it's up and down and sideways and back and forth sometimes. Uh, but we're seeing uh, a young man right now who uh, during the pandemic, he, he grew up with us in second grade. In the pandemic, he we lost him. 
you know, he, he um, started working with his uncle and, and that kind of stuff. And his, his reason for leaving Mentor Kids during that time was because he wanted to, he wanted to be a man. You know, he wanted to provide for his family. He wanted to provide for himself. And he knew that, hey, if I'm going to, if I want things in life, I got to go out and get them, you know. Um, so he started to do that and, and through relationship and continue to reach out to him. And then with the help, of the, the, the fact that, you know, manual labor is really tough, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially yeah. in the Arizona heat. He was, uh, he was encouraged and, and uh, God brought him back to mentor kids. Uh, what's really cool is, you know, he works with younger siblings in the program. So he's a role model to his younger siblings. He's a role model to the rest of the kids. Um, he's formed a, a really great peer group with the other I leaders. And so they're friends outside of mentor kids. They hang out with each other. They, they live life together. And um, his dream a few years ago, we talked to him, said, what do you want to do when you grow up? Hmm. And he said, well, I want to be either a rapper <laughs> okay and if that doesn't work out i want to be a manager at food city oh okay though that was his and that's fine that, yeah that, yeah that was that was his vision of his future okay we just asked him again not too long ago what do you want to do with your life he says i want to be a chef and not not just any chef i want to be a chef at one of those really really fancy restaurants where you pay a lot of money to go to like that's that's so his you know just in in it's only been like a year and a half two years since that conversation but just in that short time wow. his vision of his life and what God has for him has has transformed mm. and uh, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm putting words into your mouth I guess but sort of that that guidance into you know as you as you said like you know being being a manager you know at, at a store is fantastic it's yeah absolutely a, a noble excellent thing but but also, you know, it's kind of like, what do you, what do you really want to do? You know, it's like, well, I want to be, I want to be king of England. Well, you know, try something else. But you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> but you know, you can, you know, with someone being your cheerleader and showing you the way, you know, yeah. you can do it. You know, and uh, yeah. so that, that, that that's wonderful. Just accompanying people, you know, and not not giving them false, you know, you know, you could be whatever, you know, but. Uh, but helping them to become their full potential. So uh, I, I remember watching, you know, on your, uh, on your website, what, what's your web address? Yeah. Mentorkidsusa.org. Mentorkidsusa.org. So have a look on there guys and see uh, many more about the organization and ways that you can get involved. But I was on the website and uh, it struck me that the mentors got as much out of the mentoring mentoring as the mentees you know not not that they went in okay what can i get out of this you know what, what what's my part of the deal here but but more just as when we serve god with genuine hearts you know there's always some sort of growth there and i was just watching one video of a gentleman and um who was mentoring uh a, a young a young guy and uh just saw this young guy sort of blossom and went out into be into the Marines, I believe. And, yeah. and I was just watching this, uh, this, this gentleman and just sort of the passion and the, the sort of the tears of joy in his eyes, you know, and I was thinking, I'm trying to figure out who, who got more out of this, you know, <laughs> it was, it was a true win-win situation, you know, where this, uh, so, uh, so do, do you, do you see that often? Oh, absolutely. Uh, pretty much, 
you know, every some some volunteers, it doesn't really work out, and it's not a good fit, and for mm -hmm. whatever reason, that's fine. chemistry. Yeah, right, right. But you know, any volunteer that sticks with us for more than a few months, you know, inevitably the feedback is, yeah, I I come and do stuff, but man, I just get way more out of this, and <laughs> and they almost feel guilty sometimes. They're like, right. I, I I come. And I gotta admit, you know, I just I I do this because it fills me up. It just fills me with joy to to be a part of what God is doing here. And I think that's you know anyone who is involved in ministry and who can who is really tapping into their calling, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever yeah. that is, whether it's full time ministry, volunteer work, or or doing ministry in the professional world too, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever they're right in line with with their calling, what God God has for them. And, and what God is doing in this world, there's just an incredible amount of, of uh, joy and peace. And, and it just fills you up in a unique way. So you're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb, and today we're blessed to have Aaron. And uh, Aaron is from Mentor Kids USA. What is Mentor Kids? It's an organization where mentors uh, train mentees and where they've uh, branched out into uh, adopting communities, three communities or, uh, or four maybe, even within the uh, Phoenix metropolitan area, and seeing how they can serve, how they can serve not only the youth, but the communities there. So, so Aaron, give us some more uh, stories about how lives really have been transformed. You know, that, that, that's what gets me going is hearing the stories. And so, yeah. um, you know, you have... Um, I mean, we all need guidance. I bet you did. I know I certainly did, you know, being raised, you know, you, you're sort of there without a roadmap, you know, it's kind of like without someone sort of helping guide you, not necessarily directing you, you know, you know, you're going to become this, you're going to become that, you know, it's kind of, but someone directing you, I, I've kind of found myself a bit without a roadmap, uh, without my parents. And uh, so, so, so give us some more examples of how um, the interactions that have taken place within uh, mentors, mentees and the communities. Yeah, so so this one's uh, relatively new. I think it demonstrates the power of this concept um, when 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 we really embrace this and carry this out. So so we're looking at expanding, right? Our our big vision for the organization is to open a new promised neighborhood every two years. Oh, which is wow. if you're familiar with Jim Collins, that's our our BHAG, hmm. um, big hairy audacious goal, <laughs> uh, and so. So this was the, you know, we set that vision a couple of years ago, and this was the year, you know, 2022 to open a new neighborhood. And uh, I just didn't see it happening, you know, and, you know, here I'm supposed to be a man of vision and, and everything else. And <laughs> I'm just like, I don't see it happening. I just don't see, see it. Well, we were introduced to this church out in Maryvale and uh, they just had this burning passion to reach their neighborhood, you know, mm. not the community. Mm -hmm. Mm. neighborhood right right across the street from the church are three huge apartment complexes thousands of people down the street from the church you know within walking distance is a school with 600 kids right in the heart of Maryvale um just all kinds of challenges there you, you know the list is very long but they just said God has placed us here we we want to reach out we know we want to reach out to the kids right um, but we don't know, we, we want to do a summer program. We don't know how to carry out a summer program. We can try, but we don't know how to do it. So yeah. we were introduced to this group. Uh, we said, let's do it. You know, we stepped out in faith. 
And we're, within record time, we were able to hire a team, train, train a team, and uh, recruit all the kids. We recruited 36 kids from the neighborhood and launched this summer program within like wow. two months. <laughs> wow. And, and during the summer program, uh, the, the Bible teacher there, uh, so we hit reading hard, we hit Bible hard, and then we hit STEM, science, technology, mm. and math over the summer, right? To keep kids engaged on all levels. And during the Bible lesson, they learned about the life and ministry of Jesus. They learned how Jesus was baptized. They said, teacher, can we be baptized too? And the teacher said, well, as long as you claim Jesus is Lord and Savior of your life, absolutely. The kids said, yes, we do. <laughs> we, we want this in our lives. So 15 kids were baptized at the end of that, that summer program, came to Christ, were baptized. Uh, some of the parents heard about this and, and you know, they knew their kids were going to be baptized. Three of the parents said, hey, this is awesome. Can we be baptized with our kids as well? Wow. And so 18 people uh, were baptized, entered into the kingdom. And, and I mean, and, and that, was, that was over a four-week summer program. I mean that, that that's a great example, isn't it, of the the community coming together. You know, like the the, the church, the yeah. the separate parts of the the body of the church. You know, you got one one element. We'd love to help, but we don't know how. There's another one. Well, we know how, but we don't know where. You know, so yeah. just coming together. And uh, I love the element, and I, I know you will as well, of just how you know, you're saying, I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> you know, and then God swoops in, and suddenly eighteen people are baptized, and it's. So that's just that's just wonderful and that's so how it yeah. works that's how the kingdom works that's how the body of christ works and it's a beautiful thing well i say thank god because you know if it was down to us you know even with our best intentions you know it's uh it could be it could be frustrating can't it you know you, if you sort of like best intentions but you you don't inquire you don't check with god first you know you could you can work yourself into the ground with no results you right know? so uh yeah. So that that that's just a beautiful a beautiful story, you know. And so it, it's one. It's it's also a practical element of learning, you know, the the reading and then the STEM and so forth. So you you're equipping them with practical uh, life life skills, but then also the the spiritual element, which keeps it all together. So yeah, well, give absolutely. give us another one. You've got me fixed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just found out one of our one of our uh, young ladies in. And our South Phoenix uh, program, she's been with us again since probably about third grade. You know, I look back at pictures of her and I'm like, you know, I see her now. I'm like, oh, my goodness. She's just blossomed and floored. She's just a, a beautiful, amazing young woman. She's an eye leader in, in the South Phoenix program. Uh, again, grew up in the program. We just found out last week. This is this is brand new news. She Not only was she accepted into NAU. Uh, she was then awarded the Lumberjack Scholarship, which is, I believe, it's it's uh, one of their top, if not their top, Big scholarship. Deal. Big yeah. deal. Big deal. First, you know, first person in her family, uh, generationally, you know, to to enter into higher level education, and it's just it's it's transformative, and she's so happy. She sent. <laughs> she was so excited about this stuff. She sent. Um, right away, right after she got it, she sent it to our, our uh, staff member in South Phoenix and said, here, look, look at this, just wanted to share it with you. Um, and, and it's just so cool to see, 
see her, um, this is the dream of her family. You know, we could go into more if we have more time, but, but you know, this is why her family made the sacrifices they made mm. and, and have put themselves in this position. It was the dream of seeing her, their child, their children uh, have a, a more opportunities than they have and enter into that. And so here she is, not only does she know, uh, she knows God, but she's also, you know, living that out and, and going into this higher education and, and doing it really, really well. So we're just so proud of her and, and excited for her future. I mean, it, it really seems like a, a community. I was going to say family, that might be pushing it a bit, but it really does seem a sort of community within you. You know, you're, you're thinking about well, an extended family, you know, you're, you're sort of thinking about each other and involved in one another's lives and so forth. But in the next, we've got 30 seconds or so. Okay. Um, what would you say to me? What would you say to someone listening on the radio now uh, about them saying, well, yeah, it's great. I mean, Aaron, you know, he, he's got this, he's got that. He's a spiritual superhero. He's this. But, you know, uh, there's nothing I can really offer, you know, to the kingdom. What would you say to them? I would say read your Bible <laughs> and then do it. You know, Jesus said, what, what do you do? And he said, if you want to build a, a solid house, right, solid life, listen to my words and then and then live them out and so i would say just do that you know and the, god will take care of the rest you don't have to be a, a spiritual giant you don't have to change the world just listen to what he says and live it out you're listening to the kingdom and its stories uh my name is julian gibb and the website was mentorkidsusa.org as aaron said read your bible and live it out wherever you are go in peace Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.